A Taste of Blood, which I hope you'll watch to its very end, is the longest movie I ever made. Two solid hours. The industry was aghast because at that time, the typical running time for a movie of this type was at between 70 and 80 minutes, which the theaters insisted on as the minimum. And we usually hit as close to the minimum as we could, not with a taste of blood. It also, from the viewpoint of both acting and technique, is a cut above what I usually settled for. It's a Dracula story, a contemporary Dracula story. As you watch this movie, you'll recognize some of the people in it who have been in other movies of mine. The leading role is played by Bill Kerwin, who was a member of Screen Actors Guild, so he could not use the name Bill Kerwin in my movies. He used the name either Thomas Wood or Thomas Sweetwood. And you'll see him, in a, if you watch a group of these movies, in every kind of a role you can think of, but usually as the romantic lead. A Taste of Blood is a kind of movie that really you can show to people who are not of our world, and they will say, hey, that isn't so terrible. For someone to say that isn't so terrible, that's the ultimate compliment for a splatter film. Once again, make clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit, not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, gormless, and tasteless filth whilst reveling in it. Cinema Psyops aims to drag you down into the very same muck, filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality.
service absorbing it, which is a driving force, you have to have it. I hate it so much that I, I've seen this done to I become a, a person and I want to see it banned, I want to see it off the face of the earth. Yeah, it's amazing, but uh, I think parents have to really pay more attention to what these kids are listening to. to the 406th, I think, episode of Cinema PsyOps. This represents 406 consecutive weeks that Matt and I have been releasing this show, although we're cheating on how we record them and trying to get extra space and time so we can get some of our lives back. But that does not matter because to talk about A Taste of Blood with Me and lament the experience that watching it was is my co-host, Matt. I tasted the blood and it tasted like chicken. <laughs> so you were drinking chicken blood I, I don't know probably not <laughs> it is episode 406 uh, that I sounds uh, 406 i was about to say if you don't know the math then we're all fucked so good can't wait what are we gonna do for episode 420 man <laughs> take a you nap. Got any plans for that yeah we're just gonna take a nap take a nap yeah <laughs> gonna take a nap on the show though we're gonna record ourselves napping that would be the loudest show we've ever done all that snoring is gonna be hell to high water <laughs> yeah i trained myself to sleep so, okay. on my side so i don't snore as much i have no idea what to do for 420 because, I mean, I like marijuana and everything, but yeah. uh, illegally but you derived You don't like hemp. it that it's been, yeah. yeah. You don't like that it's been so commercialized, I think, 420. It's almost too celebrated for you now. Uh, no, it's just honestly never really like, okay, yeah, you need a specific time before it's did, okay did for it. you to be high. You need a specific day where it's okay for you to celebrate yeah, right? being uh, high. Okay. Why, do you know why it is 420? No, do you know I, why they decided April 20th, this is the date? I have no fucking clue. No. I do really they don't. even know? Well, yeah. I know no, the 420 like, time was frame. Weed yeah. was made. Or? I know the 420 time frame started first, but I have no fucking clue about like the actual date other than the time yeah. is, was always 420. And what that fucking meant was just that's just Weird. some bullshit people made up as an excuse to go get high. All right. So I told you that the quality of filmmaking was going to go down and somewhat um, was wrong about A Taste of Blood. And you this lied is, to me. This is probably the only one that uh, I hadn't seen. I It's two fucking hours. I didn't want to watch two hours of a Herschel Gordon Lewis film. You know what I mean? Like every time I saw the running time i'm like yeah nope. no I, that seemed a little long to me yeah yeah it's, yeah, that it's an hour a little long 57 I minutes I, I peeped that i peeped that run time right when i was starting the movie and i went what the fuck <laughs> right i was like 
did this play twice? What's going on here? Yeah, what's going, what did I download it twice? Jesus Christ, Court. Yeah, it's we'll get to it when we actually get to it. Um, it's definitely the most well crafted of his films. I can definitely say that, and some of the acting is probably some of the best. But yeah, uh, I found this one a lot harder to get through. Like, I'm glad I did the notes because I found it harder to get through and f- stay focused on than Moonshine Mountain. And there were parts of Moonshine Mountain when you were talking about it. I was like, yeah, I guess that did happen. It was just so not memorable. I couldn't remember. Oh yeah, I know. This was a this is a tough. I, it should not have been this long. Now, I'm not saying it was bad. It just shouldn't have been this. Long. Yeah, there needed to be some fucking editing. And yeah, just because you're getting quantity yeah. does not mean you're getting a quality at that rate. Um, the Herschel Gordon Lewis no. is delivering there the same is quality, quality in this film. Yeah, but then he's throwing too much quantity yeah. that there it is diminishes. quality in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, instead of beating around the bush about it, let's just go ahead and skip the pablum for the week. We're just going to make these episodes as short as we fucking want to make them. And besides, we're recording this one on Mother's Day. I don't think we skipped it. I think we. (laughs) Yeah. No shit. And by the way, I don't think we skipped the pablum. We we just gave them from some pretty solid pablum. (laughs) Yeah. But we've been uh, cutting and trimming down the pablum quite a bit lately with us. We just want to get into it and get it over with and get on with our lives. Well, just like they don't want to hear about our fucking lives. They just want (laughs) to. I was going to say it's pretty much like our sex lives really want to hear about our lives <laughs> anyway uh as i was saying it's much like our sex lives it's you know what it's annoying but it won't take a lot of your time <laughs> right that's what i was saying as well you just wanted to get the joke out before me <laughs> anyway that I doesn't did, fucking yeah, matter so, yeah sorry this week on the pirate radio edit we are going to have um songs about tasting and how things taste good and how a person may taste good or a person has good taste in some way shape or form because um well taste the blood you know i figured that would work yeah, whatever t- i mean yeah no yeah, fucking you're right on it's all right <laughs> all right so up first we're gonna have z-rock hawaii with i get a little taste of you on the pirate radio edit and right after that we'll get into the fucking review but up first here's the legion patreon ad this will keep it quiet oh hi there i didn't see you you call me cutting a new show i'm bo ransdell and i'm one of the many creators you can find on legion podcasts i said quiet My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now... Back to the cutting room.
can't possibly be the weirdest shit I've played on this show in a long time. It was pretty fucking awesome, though. I <laughs> loved it. What was that? That was great. No. Don't tell no one that that's bad music. That, that is fucking, that's some class shit right there. <laughs> it's definitely fucking weird. I will give it that for sure. Oh, yeah. Z-Rock shit. Hawaii is the name of the band, and Z- I get a little taste Z- of Rock. Z-Rock nice. Hawaii. Right. Z-Rock yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> Matt's How'd you find them? <laughs> the Googles. You're some weird shit. You're the one who finds this shit. <laughs> it's the Googles. That's how I found it. All right. Anyway, let's get a taste of blood over with. Like, oh yeah. All right. <laughs> the film opens with a scene of a dude trying to get into a mausoleum and staring at the sky in fear as they run around and st- stop for a still frame to still frame. It like jumps back and forth. When the guy's running, it jumps from a still frame to another still frame to make it seem like he's running. And then they'll do a little bit of this weird sequence. Uh, it's a long as fuck credit sequence where they keep doing this. It's boring as shit and it really does not bode well. This whole film feels like an overpadded bloated mess at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not that good. This is the longest running H.G. Lewis film as we had almost talked about at two hours and it definitely hurts. The credits end. You feel it. You feel all those two hours. The opening credits end and the film cuts to a delivery van of a bonded delivery service as a dude gets out to make a delivery. The package looks bloody and there are plenty of cornball acting and dialogue on display in this first clip. Hi. Hi. Evans, what's in it? 30 pictures. Oh, must be for me. Hmm. No return address. Yeah, probably some sort of advertising gimmick. I'm a delivery man, not a customs officer, lady. They passed them, so I'm delivering. Junior says I don't have to open an inspector. Hmm. From London. I wonder who'd be sending Mr. Stone anything from London. Heavy as lead. Yeah. Matter of fact, if it was ticking, I think there was a bomb in it. Of greatest urgency. Yeah. Yes, Miss Horn. Mr. Stone on green. Thank you. Good morning, Mr. Stone. How are you, Hester? Just fine. Oh, let's see. Alberto aluminum contracts have to be signed today, and light and electric, too. Oh, a uh, house tractor wants the word on their uh, merger today. Good. Um, I canceled the production meeting. That's it. Oh, that's fine. Can you drop by on your way home with the papers for my signature? Of course. Anything else? Yeah, a package from London. Oh, from PIA Limited? Mm, no. Uh, it's from a suburb of London. Kirkfleet, to be exact. Never heard of it. Mm. Does it look important? Oh, well, it says of grave urgency. Oh. Um, from the amount of sealing wax and everything on it, I'd say that maybe it was. It's awfully heavy. Maybe it's gold or something like that. Gold? You have quite an imagination, Hester. <laughs> well, all right. Maybe it's a bomb, like the delivery man said. Good. Bring it with you. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, sir. <laughs> oh, gold, a bomb. I wonder what you'll think of next. Are you referring to me? You're right. Fort Knox hasn't sent us any gold this month. No, I'm talking about Hester. She's bringing a package over. It thinks it might be gold or a bomb. Bomb. Just what I wanted for Christmas. Oh, it's painted red. The coffee. Thank you. I do so love red bomb fragments. I wonder what's in it. Arsenic, cream and sugar. Not the coffee, not the package. Oh, that. Where's it from? Kirkfleet. That's just outside of London. Hmm. Did we make any friends on our trip there last year? Well, we met the Stewarts, but they live in Sussex. 
Well, that's it then. Don't you remember? You wanted a stone from Old Bailey. And Clyde Stewart said he'd send one if he had to steal it. That could be it. Sure. That'd be just like Clyde. You know, he's just crazy enough to steal Anne Boleyn's chopping block and mail it to me. Good Lord, I hope her head isn't still on. <laughs> well, if it is, I hope she's learned to keep her mouth shut. <laughs> Where'd you get that? You're true. You're true. Thank you. Thank you. Never beats of burden. Hi, boss. Hello, Hester. Oh, hi, Lane. Oh, boy. Anybody want to drink this traffic? Mm. Beer. Madam, comes a pause in the day's occupation. That is no Scottsdale hour. but lucky golfer. Come here, Bob. I'll show you the right grip. Well, if you're going to show me the right grip, maybe we'd better wait until Helene gets out of the room. Wow. No, I might learn something. <laughs> hey, maybe we both would. <laughs> Listen, why don't you sign these things now and get it over with? Uh, well. And then I'll drop the whole mess in the mail on the way home. Two copies there, please. please. That goes in the filing case. I don't know what I'd do without you, Hester. <laughs> well, remember me in your will. I don't want to wind up with a gold watch and a trip to Hawaii. Oh, I understand it's loaded with attractive men. Oh, really? Well, then. Aloha, you landlubbers. Hey, can't you just see me in a moo at a luau playing den mother for a bunch of beach boys. <laughs> <laughs> Two drinks of papaya juice and you'll be doing the Hawaiian war dance. Ah, men do like efficient women. Efficient, yeah, but uh, nah, I'm afraid I'm too much of the career girl type to be interested in romance. By that time, anyway, I'll probably be much more interested in clipping coupons. <laughs> Besides, I'll have worked for Sloan Enterprises so long, my hormones will be rusted. I get the message. You're almost a partner now, although hardly a silent one. Well, what about it? What about what? It's the package. Oh, the London bomb! Yeah! All right, Jesus fucking Christ. Hang on here a second. Reset. We had dialogue, so you did good. Yeah, well, that's um everything. Every piece of dialogue in this film is a clip. I recorded just fucking yeah. everything, because fuck it. This this is so boring to get through any good, other way. Good job. All right, so he you opens... Did, you did good. He opens the bloody package and goes to open the box inside it and is stopped by his ladies at first, but then he opens it and it appears to be liquor. They're having dialogue, and why did I write this? That's our next clip. Wait, John, don't open it. Well, why not? Look, John, it might explode or something. Helene's right. Why don't you call the police and have them open it? Please, honey. Female intuition. Come off. It is probably one of Hank's jokes. No, Dr. Tyson's too serious for this one. Okay, okay. Get out of range while I play the demolition expert. Oh, well, what is it? Take a look. Well, for the love of Mike, who sent it? Lloyd and Lloyd, solicitors, London, England. Who's it say? Mr. John Alucard Stone, Esquire. Dear sir, after some years of research, we have cleared the way to contact you. That you are the last descendant of Baron Baba Crone, Royal House of Crone of Moldavia. The relationship stems from your late mother's side. 
The matter of your legacy has been sanctioned by Her Majesty's Court. A genesis of your family tree is available at your request. You will note grant deeds bearing your name. These establish you as master of Corfax, a sizable estate in Pertfleet, a suburb of London. There are other bequests in your name, trusts, art treasures, and property holdings. It has been specifically requested that the brandy wine is to be toasted to your ancestor. According to the will, after a six-month waiting period, you will receive a letter forwarded by us, written by your original ancestor. If there are any questions, please contact us. But be aware that our instructions are quite specific, and in some cases, hundreds of years old. Respectfully, Nathan Lloyd. Oh, come on. This has got to be a joke. No. My mother often spoke of her family, although she never dwelled on it. My father would kid her about being his royal wife. But why wasn't she contacted? Or her own mother. If the instructions have been around for hundreds of years, how is it I'm just hearing about it? Well, like the letter said, you are the last heir. Little bit plum brandy bottled by the Royal House of Crone. 1888. Wow, this should really be smooth. Come on, let's have a belt. Uh, anyone else? I hate brandy. And I still have a few heartbeats left, but I want to save. Thank you. Almost like a liqueur. Looks smooth. Mm, looks like a liquid ruby. Looks like blood. It smells like old brandy. Oh. <laughs> oh, don't drink it. That's right. I almost forgot. A toast to my royal ancestor. <laughs> Poor old boy died without finishing all of his booze. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Oh, well, what then? She's afraid. And so am I. Look, the least I can do is drink a toast to the old boy. To Baron Crone, wherever you are. Well, what does it taste like? Strange, sort of... Sort of sweet and salty at the same time. It could be a habit for me. <laughs> John! John! I'll call Dr. Tyson. It would be useless to call the doctor. <laughs> you were expecting something and Bell I had to perform for you. <laughs> you! That isn't oh, funny. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I couldn't resist. Don't be mad. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> well, if you could see the looks on your faces. Here. Now look, first you, you line up the shot, right? All right. Now, get over your ball, keep the eye on it, keep your eye on the line, and stroke. Oh, you're fabulous. Don't jab. I'll send you a bill for the golf lesson. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, what a woman. What a woman. <laughs> Good old misogyny. The film then cuts to our main dude doing paperwork with a bottle of booze in front of him. He takes a sip out of it and finds it to be really unappealing now. So he goes through his other booze and then settles in on that locked box that has what is definitely some form of blood, which he now craves. The film shows him so apprehensively take the bottle out before he finally gives in and squigs a sifter full of the stuff and puts it away carefully. He says, it down to finish his paperwork and then finally there's more dialogue and our next clip this is getting to be a habit isn't it johnny what are you talking about for three weeks now i've been waking up at night feeling like a widow 
I haven't been able to sleep, so I come down here to work. What's the matter? Nothing, not a thing. Yes, there is. Hester even noticed it. Well, maybe I'd better get rid of her. She's getting too used to her job. Johnny, when did you ever talk that way about Hester? I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not getting enough rest. Obviously not, not the right kind. It's almost dawn. Now I'm getting sleepy. Let's watch the sunrise. No, that's for kids. I'm tired. Oh, look. It's so pretty. We haven't watched it come up in a long time. Please. I said no! What's the matter? I'm tired and I'm going to bed. Okay, I understand. Aren't you forgetting something? Like what? Like a kid. Good night. Johnny. After the exchange, she puts the Jack Daniels bottle back in the liquor cabinet and checks out the bloody brandy glass and notices the quote-unquote legs that is 100% blood. And as it drops out and hits her hand, she has this very serious Lady Macbeth moment of out damn spot out as she sees the blood drop on her hand. And then she runs upstairs to try to wake up John as she breaks down into tears. That is the end of the first 20 minutes. Well, we clipped it, that's for sure. But uh, I, I'm not we got some blood every in the mail. Dialogue. Every piece of dialogue is a clip. Everything. It just goes to show you, don't drink shit you get in the mail. <laughs> yeah, and if it's just supposed to be from an ancestor, doesn't mean that it's safe, you know? Maybe get it checked out first or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, fuck, what are you doing? Well, and also, drinking Idiots. ancient anything is not a good idea because, you know, <laughs> it's really, really old and be things poisoned. have an I mean, is it FDA yeah. approved? Well, if even if it's older alcohol, yeah. oh, sometimes yeah. just the flavor of it, even though the fact that it remains alcohol and it's fine, because it's a preservative. Even the flavor of it goes bad. There's a certain amount of time that even super old wine bottles can hold and actually make the wine still be good before it starts to go bad. You know, it's everything still has somewhat of a shelf life. It's just removing the air and bottling it maybe preserves it for, yeah. you know, a certain long extended period of time. But you never know. You listen, know? folks, this ain't, listen, folks, this ain't Twinkie, all right? <laughs> yeah, Twinkies probably are the only thing that could last that long and be okay to be like given down 200 years later it'll be a little stale but you know otherwise it's fine. yeah right exactly <laughs> it'll be all right the cream filling yeah well i'm ready to move on if you are yeah the second 20 starts with a there's sunny no, i mean there's not much say no the second 20 starts with a sunny golf outing as we watch some shots being made dialogue occurs and it's bill Kerwin. so why the fuck not that's our next clip <laughs> oh hi jimmy dr tyson mrs stone's waiting for you in the clubhouse fine thanks jimmy here Want to join us for a drink? No, thanks. Got to get to the office. Besides, when your best friend and patient comes out, that calls for a little bit of privacy. Bad, bad, bad. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the 19th hole. Did you come to help me celebrate my winnings? No. I think I need a friend as well as a doctor. Hank, I'm worried about Johnny. Oh, he's made out of iron. No, it's a personality change. He's weird. Well, you know, we all kind of change about every seven years. You ought to see me had a full moon? Hi. Give me um, two rye boys, please. Would you prefer that? Oh, that's fine. You taught me to drink them, remember? Rob Roy's fine. Yeah, it seems I'm quite a master at teaching people bad habits. I never suffer. I Well, um, let's have it. He won't go to the office anymore. He sleeps all day, works all night. So did Edison. Edison took short naps. Johnny sleeps most of the day, like a, a dead man or a zombie. And he's cold, Hank. Ice cold. Could be poor circulation. I didn't mean that. He he hasn't made love to me. He's different. You mean with you? Yes, me, Hester, the office, everyone. Well, 
When did this uh, first start? I mean, when did you notice it? Uh, I guess when the brandy came. Brandy? What are you talking about? The brandy from his London estate. Sure you're feeling all right? You're not pregnant or something. Maybe you'd rather have uh, strawberries and pickles instead of Rob Roy. <sighs> you're being funny, and I'm worried. Please, come over tonight and see. Okay, I'll come over tonight and see this gruesome, cold husband. And then after we finish this drink, why don't you come over to my apartment while I clean up? And then we'll go to your house. Oh, here's Helene. Hello. 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 Oh, I think he's still upstairs dressing, as far as I know. Okay. Thank Ida you. and I have kind of kept things going down here. We're just serving ourselves. Very good. Thank you. I want to change, and I'll be right back. All right. Good. Excuse me a moment. All right. I'll be right back. Happy anniversary, darling. Johnny. Oh, I forgot. This is for you. Um, I hope you like it. Loyal and lovely wife deserves the best. You remembered all this time since I first saw it. Well, of course. Don't I get any thanks? Would you like a kiss? That'll do for now. Now I'd better go see you again. Welcome to the anniversary party. How are I think it's time for a drink. I think that's a wonderful idea. Will it be? Never mind, I know what you're drinking. And now for me. Where's the brandy? The slip of it? I uh, got rid of it. Oh? It must be Hank. Okay. I invited him. You know he never misses our anniversary party. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Well, I wonder if you'd come with me. I just thought of it. I've got some work I'd like you to take back to the office. Helene, why don't you take Hank over to the bar and have a drink? You know, when I got back to the office today, I found the invitation. Oh, yes. Oh, look. Say, that's beautiful. That's really nice of And you were so worried. He's the same old John. He's warm and he's happy. You and your fairy tales. Cheers. Where's that brandy you were talking about this afternoon? He said he got rid of it. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. A complete turnabout. Are you insinuating anything? No, it's just so peculiar. Woman's into it. No. He hasn't remembered an anniversary in years. You do. How could I forget? That's the day John gave me my freedom. By marrying you. Here. It's just a locket. Oh. Oh, Hank, it's beautiful. 
Well, it'll uh, keep away the vampires, anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Beware of Greeks bearing gifts. Look. I got something for you, too, sport. You know how you like my dead eye putter? Well, there's a gift certificate for you at the pro shop. Thank you, Hank. Very nice. Oh, don't mention it. I'll get it all back at the club anyway. <laughs> if you ever happen to show up there again. You know, I really miss taking your money away from you. Too bad the way your husband plays golf. Oh, I'm tired. What? Did your conversation with Hank wear you out? Not that much. Oh? How about your date at the country club? Oh, I suppose his office told you when you called. Why didn't you? Well, I really didn't think it was important. And the three hours you spent with... John, Hank's your best friend. My best friend? Why do you think I ran a bath for you? What a rotten thing to say! You went for this. This was all a sham, all evening. Take that off! Does he think that sanctifies stolen hours? Sleep on it, my love. Johnny. All right. Johnny goes to the liquor cabinet, and the blood alcohol thing is still around. His first bottle is now empty, so he goes for the backup and starts slow chugging it out of his snifter or brandy glass or whatever you call it. And after that, we watch as he hops up and slow walks his way out into the night as a wolf howls in the background. He catches a bit of air, then heads back in to sit down in front of his bottle and slow chugs another pull from the bottle in his snifter. He stops long enough to lock everything away and sets down to read a small pamphlet on the Tower of London and some other travel literature stuff as well. He knocks down some chess pieces as he does some of this, but who cares what that is even supposed to represent. It fades out from this to a shot of a shipyard, then crossfades to Bill Kerwin arriving at the swinging pad and our next clip. You know, it's not too often I have such um, beautiful company in my apartment. But also, it's not too often that I see their husbands out the yard. Say, when will he be back? Three weeks, with the family treasure. Uh, say, did you see the second letter he received asking him to come to London? Only that he'd allow me to read. You're not going to believe this, but it requested him to open a secret family vault. What was the name of that estate? Corfax. Uh, it's a suburb of Pertfleet. Did he explain why he lied about the brand? No. And you said he made you feel uncomfortable. Yes. He knew about the last time I was up here. And for some reason, he deliberately drew the wrong conclusion. Look, Helene. John's always known I love you. If he accuses us of more than friendship, I'll just crack his thick skull. <laughs> Is that going to change his thinking? You know, he's always been jealous of you. Yes, but why? Well, he's got everything, including you. All except the part I gave to you. Do you regret that? No. It's one of my beautiful memories. Look, he'll be the same guy when he gets back. You'll see. I hope so. Sure. Look, a change of scenery always relaxes people. So stop worrying and go out with me to dinner. Okay. Hank, if I ever need you... I'll be there. See? 
I'm clairvoyant, too. Uh, mercifully, a shorter clip. That is some friend zone shit right there, motherfucker. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, but it's a weird thing. Like, he keeps telling her that she, he loves her, but he's uh, over her, but he keeps telling her that he loves her, and it just keeps going like that. Anyway. Yeah, he's sending her some weird signals, man. This this guy's, I don't know, he's got weird shit going on. <laughs> After the clip, we see what is supposed to be London, and a bunch of newspapers tell us headlines only bit by bit as the plot. Uh, Philip Harker brutally slain, the second murder in a week when Dr. Wayne Seward found foully murdered in laboratory. Then it fades into a ship as our Dr. Acula jumps on and asks about his cargo as H.G. Lewis himself makes a brief appearance and does some terrible acting and his turn as a Cockney-accented dude answering his questions about the manifest. Yikes. Our would-be Dracula checks his lockbox of earth or coffin or whatever that cargo thing is supposed to be that he's clearly sleeping in and he's checking it in the cargo hold and is told the ship will take off at dawn that ends the first 40 minutes but fuck man we got like an hour and 17 left the normal length of a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie is left yeah oh it's it's a lot already you feel it you feel like you've already been through a full movie and you kind of just want it to be done yeah it really meanders at this part too like once the actual horror stuff kicks in I think it's actually kind of worthwhile they needed to condense this way the fuck down it does not need to be this long at all exactly it's just getting to the good stuff is what takes forever yeah at this point i am pretty much so bored and trying my best to do any kind of like note taking or try and find a way to discuss this like at all but there is literally nothing there like there's a bunch of fluff that we did not need any of this stuff i mean how many times do we have to have bill Kerwin tell this guy's wife that he just wishes he had jesse's girl yeah exactly it's like oh my god every time we get it you're in love with her fucking holy shit fucking jump off a bridge or something dude nobody cares anymore they do this pretty frequently too where a lot of the plot points are really driven home and said like three or four times at least before they finally move on past it or they'll come back to it you know like some of the stuff that's golden here is him trying to get him out on the golf course because he misses him from not being there and he's been working at night a lot and like those kinds of discussions like that stuff is all you know works but we don't need it like five times yeah we don't need it like five or six times like they're doing with this (laughs) they find a way to keep reiterating it's it's a lot it's it's a lot of setup it's just like all right get to it already man Yeah, so let's just do that for everybody else and stop bellyaching about what we didn't get and let's tell them what we do get in the next 20. Okay, how about this? How about this? The second 20 is the same as the first 20. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. The first 40 minutes is redundant. (laughs) Well, let's move on to the next 20, and that starts with John makes a phone call and our next clip. Hello. May I speak to Lord Gold, please? Lord Gold, this is John Stone. I was one of your father's friends. I suppose you read about the heir to Corfax? Yes, I'm the American. It seems the estate owes you some money, and I'd like to settle with you. Well, I'm leaving in the morning. Yes, good. Well, may I have the address, please? 333 Downing Road. Thank you. After the phone call, we see this Johnny Alucard guy at the address discussed just earlier in the clip as he casts a shadow over the house, then goes up to ring the doorbell, and they have a discussion and our next clip. Good evening. It's cold and damp. Yes, it's a beastly night. Won't you come in? Thank you. Uh, Would you care for some cream sherry? My father used to be very fond of it. Yes, thank you. You're younger than I imagined. Yes, my father died quite suddenly. Now I have the title. My father used to have a billiard table in this room. 
You'll share you. Thank you. Won't you have a seat? Oh, <laughs> distressing news. These murders. Did you know the man who was killed? Oh, yeah. We, we met at a party a few months ago. It, it seems that Parker had some idea that uh, families were connected in some way. You, you see, Parker, Seward, and Goldming, you see, our family dropped the, the Ming off. It seems my estate owes you some 3,000 pounds. Yes, some um, three. For what? An expedition your ancestor financed. I wonder, could your servant bring us some more sherry? I am sherry. I'll get it. No! Your eyelids are heavy. You can't keep them open. You're asleep. Deep asleep. Do you know who I am? John? No. But I'm not? You're not, not? Would you like to know who I am? Yes. Who are you? Wake up. Wake up. Recognize me now. Dracula! His Avenger. Okay, so he's now Dracula's Avenger, but he's also Dracula's descendant, but Dracula is using their common blood and somehow knew that he would have an ancestor at just the right time and that all of his enemies would have ancestors to be... You know what? We're not going. We're just... We're yeah, gonna... I was about to say, well, you're making my head hurt. After the hypnotism, he transforms into a vampire of something like that and then states that he is Dracula's Avenger and stabs the dude with a broken dowel rod that looks like a stake at this point. He revels yeah. in the blood and it crosses fades back to the boat as H.G. Lewis is far too horrible on screen not to have this dialogue be our next clip. Hiya, governor. Ain't that fit not for the devil? I wouldn't know. Is my luggage aboard? Right now, governor. You're in flight room number seven uh, down the deck and up the stairs there. In the night of misery when heard the owl of Nick's band. What is that? Old folklore has to do with witches and werewolves. Vampires, too, I suppose. Oh, no. Wouldn't be surprised, though. That's the third time I've heard that Alan tonight. I wouldn't be surprised. About what? Another killing out there somewhere. The fog and cold are getting to you. I'm turning in. What time is sailing? About an hour. Good night, sir. Good night. Yep, it's that bad. So everybody get off Dick Van Dyke's fucking case, right? He didn't do nearly as bad as our was. <laughs> After yeah. this, the sailor... Yeah, no, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, Dick Van Dyke, uh, I think we can now forgive him for Murray Poppin. <laughs> After this, the sailor is caught going through John's crate and confronted, but talks his way out of it. Then we crossfade to the coffin box being unloaded and our next clip. Here it is, honey. Yeah, that's the stuff. You got the claim checks? Yes. But I don't understand where he went. Oh, he probably just had some business to take care of. Besides, I hate this cargo checking out routine, so come on, let's go, let's get it over with, huh? All right. All right, out with it. I caught the office. Hester hasn't seen him. Look, you know how John is, he'll show up. Why did he have us send the big crates to the warehouse? Because they were probably loaded with junk. And he did not want to clutter up the house. 
No, you're too logical. No, I wonder what could have happened. He'll be home and he'll have a good explanation for it. Come on, have a cigarette. And then I'll take you home. Okay. Thank you. What time is it, Hank? It's 8.30. Not even a call. Oh, maybe he's got a golf date. A man arrives from Europe, leaves the cargo to his wife, disappears. No, I don't like it at all. Honey, there's a hundred things he could be doing. He might have gone down to the don't office. Don't you think you? his first obligation is to his wife? Of course it is, darling. And I'm sorry. Johnny, where have you been? You sound like the district attorney. Sorry. I was worried. I had some shopping to do. I stopped off at the Museum of Art. Oh, it's lovely. Thank you. Hello, Hank. Good to see you. Well, have you been taking good care of Helene? Oh, sure. You know, dinner a couple times. The usual routine. Good. I'm glad she wasn't bored. How's Hester? Taking care of her. Good. She runs it better than I do. Now, how come we're so formal? What's wrong, John? Nothing. Why do you ask? Tell us about your trip. Let me get some dust off my face first. I'll be right down. Well, he seems all right. What did you expect? I, I really don't know. You must have played an awful lot of golf. Why? Your dog on there crushed my hand. You know... Somehow I, I feel as though I'm losing him. <laughs> I'll never understand women. He goes away from home, you miss him. He comes home, and you think you're losing him. <laughs> Why? Intuition. And what is my lovely wife intuitive about? Uh, who's to know? It's a woman's prerogative not to tell. Maybe she'll tell me later. Oh, it's nothing. Uh, I, I missed you. Spoken like a devoted wife. Well, uh, what about the trip, John? Oh, yes. Well, the estate is valuable, but run down. I've put it up for sale. I also have other property in Europe. I've ordered it to be sold. London was cold and damp. I'm glad to be home. Well, do you intend to go back? No. My work in Europe is finished. Well, uh, I've got to be going. I have three hypochondriacs at the hospital to check on. All right. Good man. I'll walk you to the car. Okay. Thanks, John. You know, I'm glad you're back, then. What's wrong with Helene? Not a thing. Oh? I thought you had her complete confidence. Now, look, John, I don't know what's eating you, but if you've got something to say, spill it. You love my wife. Oh, you know that. But as long as she loves you, you don't have a word. Perhaps I'm jealous. Of me? All of a sudden? Yes, you're right. I'll make it up to her. Well, you better start tonight. Oh, how? Just by doing a little homework. Good night, John. <gasps> what's the matter? Oh, you startled me. Goosebumps. You're cold. I've been outside, remember? I'm glad you're home. Why didn't you write or even call? Well, there was much to do. Beautiful ring. One of the heirlooms. You know, if you look closely enough, you can almost see the past. The past. I can see. Oh. I watch it sometimes. The fog disappears. Disappears? When it disappears, I close my eyes. Close your eyes. Look deeply. The fog is gone. Now close your eyes. Close your eyes. You're asleep. You can hear only my voice. Repeat after me. I can hear only your voice. I hear only your voice. You will love me forever. Beyond death. Love forever. Beyond death. Every time I turn the ring, you will go back to sleep. Turn ring, go back to sleep. Repeat all that I told you. I hear only your voice. Love 
beyond death. Turn ring, go back to sleep. Good. When I stroke your hand, you will awaken. The fog does disappear. You see, I told you. Oh, you must be tired. Yes, I am. So am I. Let's make it an early evening. I have a few things to do first. Then I'll be right up. Darling, make it soon. Moldavia, September 7th, 1883. Descendant of the House of Kron. By the time the London solicitors dispatched this personal letter to you, the royal blood of the House of Count Dracula should be coursing through your veins. This was brought about by the marriage of the Brandy Casks and your ancestral blood. As you know, our ancestor was destroyed by a stake through his heart. The destroyers released him to eternal damnation, the name Dracula, to be despised and feared. You must now avenge the name. Here's the list of the slayers. Finding them poses no difficult problem. Most come from eminent English families. The Count cannot rest until avenged. In patience, Baron Crone. Uh, brother. Okay, so John crosses the gold name off the list and hovers over Howard Helsing, looks over the other names, and that is the end of the first fucking hour. Well, at least we got a little something different than that first 40 minutes. Yeah, they're starting to actually yeah, bring we're, in the we're monster plot. The story. Yeah, yeah. It's not just the, yeah. it's just not a double yeah. same thing over again, just at a different time frame. The way they tried to slowly escalate him getting turned into a vampire didn't quite work. Uh, Herschel was only used to working with story in like an hour-ish and so change time frame. And like you said in the opening, he literally would just be trying yeah. to get movies to a runtime that a theater would accept. This is like his golden opus epic that he did, basically. And uh, it, it kind of shows he can't sustain an hour and 57 minutes of story. He just can't. Yeah, that seemed uh, a little too rough for him right there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole hour of film and we're just now getting to the main plot of A Taste of Blood. Oh, man, you really feel it in your soul that it took that long. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on to the next 20. Or in your bones. Like, however got, however you look at life. Yeah, we got at least another, like, almost a full hour to go on this. So let's just move on to the next 20. Yeah. If all we're going to do let's is sit, sit and bitch about this film, then we should just move on. <laughs> the next 20 picks up with John yeah. hovering over his revenge list as he picks up another chess piece and plops it down on a name on the list. And then he makes a phone call and our next clip. Operator. Could I have Houston information, please? Houston operator. Do you have a phone number for a Sherry Morris or a Morris Oil Refinery? One moment, I'll check. Thank you. I find a listing for both a Sherry Morris and a Morris Oil Refinery. That's it. Give me the number and residential address, please. The number is 553-4980. The address, 1407 Aviatrics Avenue. Thank you. You've been very helpful. Rest easy, my love. Soon our blood will flow as one river. Open your eyes. Do you hear me? I hear you. You will sleep soundly until tomorrow morning. You will remember that I have gone on a trip, that I will return late tomorrow. Do you understand? I understand. You will remove the locket. Remove the locket. Remove the locket. Now, sleep until tomorrow. Sleep. Sleep. 
Okay, so after this, the film cuts to a burlesque show, as you kind of hear at the end of the clip here, that is as classy as it is juicy, and Johnny uses his Dracula ring thing to mesmerize the dancer in some way as we see her come outside and get super into him after he startles her. She takes him back to her place for a drink and offers him either scotch or vodka. He asks for scotch and water, so she acquiesces to this request. She comes back to talk to him, and I'm sick of typing about all of this. So that's our next clip. What's your name? John Stone. My name's Viv. Short for Fivacious Viv. Queen of the Grind. You know, I like you. Mind if I get comfy? Go ahead. You only live once. We'll have a ball, huh, Johnny? Yes. A real feast. Johnny, I hurt my finger. Come kiss it and make it well. this we see johnny full-fledged feeding on her for the very first time we actually get to see him feeding on somebody instead of just hinting that he might be getting sustained from that blood liquor stuff and his makeup is mostly falling off at this point and it looks really awful in this shot i don't know what they were thinking or why they included it other than herschel just doesn't want to spend money <laughs> then they cut to the pigs investigating it and our next clip call the coroner come on woody get your picture i'm telling you not a friend not joy I'm telling you that nobody left here since uh, seeing that guy came up here. Only a bird could have got out of here. Well, what do we do? Uh, just keep digging. We'll find something. Like what? Get off my back. I don't know. Just dig. Come on, get her out of here. Heavy than what? Your coffee, Dr. Tyson. Well, thank you, Ida. You're welcome. Well, 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 you look like you had a good night. Don't be a smart aleck. Where's John? Sleeping? No, he left on a business trip. He'll be back tonight. Well, now, that was kind of sudden, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you should be mad at me. Why? Well, I fell asleep last night early and slept straight through till this morning. Phone call for you, Mrs. Stone. Thank you. Hello. Dr. Howard Helsing. Hello, doctor. What can I do for you? No, John isn't here. What do you mean? What's that? Yes, please, please, come over. Howard Helsing, Howard. You know, that name sounds familiar. What did he want? He said he had to see John. He said John was in danger. Of what? He wouldn't tell me on the phone. He's coming over. Hank, please stay. Sure, honey, I'll stay, sure. Hi, Dr. Helsing. Come in. Thank you. Dr. Helsing. Thank you. Dr. Helsing, won't you come in? Thank you. I'm sorry to bother you. It's quite all right. Dr. Helsing, Dr. Tyson. Oh, how do you do? Nice to you, Doctor. Won't you sit down? Thank you. What's this all about? Uh, I'm an analyst attached to Hamburg University. Oh, of course, Doctor. You know, I've read your papers on aberrations and delusions and hallucinations. In fact, your text is magnificent. <laughs> You're very kind, Doctor. Um, can we uh, get to the point? I believe that danger hovers over this household. Danger to 
Mr. Stone, Mrs. Stone, and uh, perhaps others. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Hold on, Helene, hold on. Your husband did return from a trip to London. Well, yes. He returned with art treasures from his Corfax estate. Do you know the history of the estate? Not exactly, except that my husband is the last heir. Well, just what is the history, Doctor? One of horror. Hello. Hi, Essie. Hello, Dr. Tyson. Dr. Helsing, this is my husband's secretary, Hester Avery. How do you do, Doctor? Uh, how do you do? What is it? Your husband sent me a telegram. There's some papers in his desk that he wants me to put in his personal file at the office. We'll get them. Excuse us, gentlemen. Certainly. Gentlemen? Look, Helsing, let's have it. What do you want? I want to save my life. From what? Read these. Three deaths in the same manner. So what? They are connected with the history of Corfax, as I am. Yeah, go on. It was purchased by a Count Dracula in the 19th century. You uh, may have heard of him. The vampire. And wasn't there a series of uh, strange deaths that are still unsolved in the London police books? They were solved by six people. They destroyed the Count, or thought they did. Now, three descendants of these people are dead. And all of this happened since Mr. Stone's trip to London. Oh, come on. You can't be suggesting what I think you are. Well, this is the space age. Vampire or Avenger, John Stone is dangerous. He's the last heir of Count Dracula. Vampirism? Voodoo? Oh, that's all mumbo-jumbo. Read this. It happened last night. Well, is she connected with this, too? No, that was a wanton murder. Her body was drained of blood. Dark. What starts? The terror by a killer who can't be stopped unless he's found in bright sunshine. Oh, come on, doctor. There are four deaths yet to come. Sherry Morris, Arthur Holmwood, and myself. Well, you said four deaths. Elaine Stone. Hers will be a living death. He will make her as himself. Are you going to help me, doctor? I can't believe it. Not in this day and age. Time is of the essence. We must act. Listen, let's keep this from Helene. Give me some time. It's strange. Hank, look at that. It has something to do with the estate. I don't remember seeing it before. What does it mean? Oh, well, it's, um, looks like just a gag. You know, um, all castles come with ghosts and curses and uh, secret passages. Why would he want it at the office? Oh, uh... I suppose he wants to give it to a museum. Well, you better get going. I'll walk you with the car. Thank you. Honey. Nice to have met you, Dr. Helsing. Dr. Tyson? Hester, do you still doubt? Well, it's, it's all circumstantial. Very well, Dr. Tyson. My life is my responsibility. Mrs. Stone's is yours. I'm at the Commodore Hotel if you need me. You're leaving, Dr. Helsing? I thought you wanted to talk to me. Well, I believe Dr. Tyson can explain it to you. Uh, good day. Good day. It's a strange man. Well, he's brilliant, but a lot of ancient ideas. What did he mean by danger? Oh, that, well, uh, just a curse of the castle. Folklore, you know. Oh, is that all? Would you like some coffee? Uh, yeah, please. Ida? At the end of the clip, they cut to Johnny arriving at a location where we assume his next victim is supposed to be. They cut to next dialogue and our next clip. Arthur, I apologize. I know I'm silly. Maybe I should go to the booby hatch. 
It's just that something has come over me. Let me see that newspaper. I can certainly see no reason for a murder in London to bother you. Well, now that you mention it, it does sound kind of silly. You know, Arthur, my family has subscribed to this newspaper long before I was born. Most of the time, I never even look at it. But this story, it gives me the chills. There's something about those names. Oh, well, it might be getting to me, too. I'll draw it up tomorrow. Please do that, Arthur. I'm going for a swim to relax my nerves. Good night. Good night, Sherry. Must be that repulsive Airedale down the street. Arthur? Is that you, Arthur? With that, we see Johnny stab her with a wooden letter opener and state that Dracula has been avenged. They cut from this to our next clip. (laughs) Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse Burns here with the news. Sherry Morris, Texas oil millionaires, was found murdered in a swimming pool tonight, stabbed through the heart. Houston police have no clues at this time. Police set the time of death at 10 p.m. The police are searching for a man. Oh, Hank. Why do people kill? Transfer of hatred or something. What was the name of that girl? Uh, Sherry something. Sherry Morris? Yes. Why? Oh, uh, no reason. I wish John were home. I'd better get going. Oh, please, use the guest room. I'd better not. And I think you know the reason why. I'm not here for pleasure, doctor. What's the matter? Well, you don't have a TV set in this room, do you? Sherry Morris. She's dead. The same way? Mm-hmm. Just like the others. Stabbed through the heart. What does that mean? Vampires can only be killed by driving a wooden stake through the heart. The Avenger kills that way. Here we are. Two men of science, and we are supposed Still to... Still not with well, I guess I'd rather be safe than sorry. Well, what about Mrs. Stone? I see no danger sign. Yet. Well, what about tonight? Oh, he won't be home tonight. He'll be too pressed for time, even with Jets. But from now on, we'll be pressed for time. We've got to find his credit. See, I think I know where it is. Good. We'll go there tomorrow. Oh, when the sun is high, he'll be resting then. In the crib? In his coffin. Well, I hope you're wrong, Dr. Halsey. I really do. Well, we'll know tomorrow. Good night. Good night, Dr. All right. Uh-huh. That is the end of the 80-minute mark. You're welcome, everybody. I got oh, you through God. that. Yeah, yeah, right? We, we hung with you through it, I'm telling you. Well, I've only got three clips left because, uh, one, dialogue just gets sparser and harder to process, and two, some of the audio got really bad in those points, and you can't really hear the dialogue anyway. Like, the music is over top of it, so I just kind of moved on past it. I, w- I wondered towards the end, how are you going to do that? Yeah, well, you'll, you'll see when we get there, because uh, I only have about a page and a half of notes left. We're almost done all right (laughs) i got nothing to add the film is clearly just slogging along bit by bit piece by piece and you slowly get more and more intrigued developed and more 
other than that, it's it's a vampire film. Now, is it a different kind of story for the vampires? Sure, but it's still just a vampire. It's reincarnated revenge via drinking your ancestors' blood. I mean, they've kind of done that. Even in the 60s, Hammer was doing shit like that with Dracula, too. It's not all that and new. I mean, really, which one of us has done <laughs> Yeah. And which one of us has done <laughs> Drank the blood of our ancestors to give them a p- the power of vengeance? Yeah, come on. We've all done it once. Everyone was in college. That must be a Wisconsin thing. I don't remember doing that in college. No, you did it. I know you did it. <laughs> all right, we're moving on to the next 20. That starts with a fade in from the clip with a man sneaking back into the home and ascending the stairs. As we watch the sleeping wife of Johnny get creeped up on, she is startled awake and it was Johnny. They talk. That is our next clip. Oh, Johnny. Hank waited for you until 1230. Old reliably. Mm-hmm. Hester was here, too. Did she take the brief to the office? Oh, you mean that silly letter. (laughs) How did you know there was a letter? Well, Hester dropped the file, fell out. I read it and showed it to Hank and Dr. Helsing. Dr. Howard Helsing was in this house? Yes. What did he say? Great danger for you and me. Forget everything but what I tell you. Repeat. Helsing is my husband's enemy. He wants to kill him. Helsing is my husband's enemy. He wants to kill him. Now, lie down. Lie down. After this, they cut to Bill Kerwin's character doing some investigative work at a shipyard. We can't hear the dialogue as he asks questions and is led to the shipping area and shown some boxes. And they are left to do what they want to do with those boxes in that crate. They open up the obvious coffin thing and nothing is inside, which upsets Kerwin. They discuss this shit, and that is our pent ultimate clip. The Laxel. Afraid. Come on, let's get this over with, huh? Well, it's completely empty. That sure shoots down your theory, Doctor. Well, I'm glad that's over with. Just beginning. What do you mean? Look. Just soil. Old soil. So? He changed his resting place. He must have suspected something. One man's going to carry a coffin alone? At night, he has the strength of ten men. Oh, come on, Helsing, that's another fairy tale. Somehow he knows we're on to him. Mrs. Stone is in great danger. You mean he'd kill her too? Worse. He'd make her as himself. Well, how? By drinking her blood three times, he weakens her. Then he gives her some of his. Then she becomes the living dead. Now, Helsing, either you're nuttier in a fruitcake or I am for listening to this screwball story. Come on, let's go. Helene? Ida? Helene? Just a moment. How well do you know, Mrs. Stone? I'm not sure I know what you mean. Could you detect a change in her? Yes, uh, I think I could. That may be important. 
Where's John? I'm his wife, not his jailer. He's probably in town. Oh, your uh, husband did return from his trip. Yes, this morning, three or four o'clock. I told him you and Hank were here. What do you want of my husband, Dr. Helsing? Well, I told you I thought there might be danger. Why do you hate my husband, Dr. Helsing? I don't hate. You want to kill him! Now, why would you say that? I don't know. I just feel it. Oh, you look pale. Don't you feel well? I feel fine. Mrs. Stone, I want to help you. Then leave us alone. Go away. You're in danger. John is ill. You're against him, too. Don't you think it's kind of strange that he hadn't spent one night at home since his return? He had business to attend to. Where did you get those marks? I hurt myself. When? I don't remember. It's none of your concern. Mrs. Stone, regardless of what you think of me, your life is in danger. What's he talking about? I believe your husband is a vampire. That's not true. Hank, tell him. You're both crazy. Dr. Helsing hates John. He wants to kill him. He hates him. What time is it? Uh, why six o'clock? He's up now. Starts. What do we do? We wait. And we don't lose sight of her. Well, how can we do that? With this. He'll have to come to her. He can't fight holy power. Oh, I know you don't believe in the supernatural, Doctor. Before this night is over, I'm afraid that much will change for you. Hello. Stone residence, yes. No, Mr. Stone isn't here right now. Who? Detective Crane? Well, yes, she is, but I'm afraid that... Yes, this moment, please. Helene? Helene, the police. They want you on the telephone. The police? Hello? Yes, this is Mrs. Stone. No, my husband isn't here. Yes, I'll be here. Well, what did he want? Talk to John. Do you think they suspect? Murder, maybe. Not the truth. And what is the truth, Dr. Helsing? I didn't hear you come in. Well, perhaps your ears and imagination aren't as good as Dr. Helsing's. At last we meet. I'm sorry it wasn't sooner, Dr. I'm not. I assume it was you who sought me in Hamburg. I don't know what you're talking about. How's my lovely wife? Something wrong, Mr. Stone? John. What is it? I can see that flower pot in the mirror, but I can't see you. It's a bad piece of glass. John, the police are coming here. Darling, you're looking tired tonight. Well, why don't you go upstairs and rest a while? I... You take Mrs. Stone upstairs. Are you feeling all right, Mrs. Stone? She's all right. You know what you're doing? What are you talking about? John, I know about the letters, the estate, and the killings. Your great-grandfather killed mine. Turning away, Doctor, no willpower. Have you read this book? Religious drill. John, take the book. John, for the love of God, take the book. Hey, yes? Mr. John Stone? That's Mr. Stone. Mr. Stone, I'm Detective Crane. I'd like to ask you a few questions. 
Am I under arrest? Just checking something out. Uh, Dr. Helsing, Dr. Tyson, cigarette? No, thanks. Go on. You were in Houston the night before last. Was I? We know that. When a woman worth as much as Sherry Morris gets it, things move fast. Houston police checked the flights into the city. You were one of the passengers. A cabbie says he left you off not far from her house. Ridiculous. Have you ever been to Strip City, Mr. Stone? Strip City? Never heard of it. They've heard of you. Strip City is a bump and grind clip joint. The girl who worked there was murdered. The bartender identified your photograph as the man she left with. All right, Crane. What do you have? I take a trip to Texas. A man identifies an old picture of me. I'm accused of speaking to a girl. What do you want, a promotion? I want you to answer some questions. I've been doing just that. But I'm running out of patience. So am I, Mr. Stone. So am I. I'll have to ask you to come with me. As you wish. Take care, Helene. I'll be back, you know. How long will you hold? I can't answer that. Now, what did he mean by that? He plans to leave with her sometime during the night. And there'll be no one to stop him but us. But he'll be in jail. No, my friend. He'll never get there. We'll have to guard her. We'll uh, stay here tonight. All night. Ida. Ida? Yes, Dr. Tyson? Would you make us a big pot of coffee, please? Of course. Thank you. And that is the end of the 100-minute mark. Too much. (laughs) Yeah, there's too much, and yet there's not enough. (laughs) It's too much of parts of the story that we don't need that's redundant and not enough of the actual story that we need um i don't know what his intention i don't know what his intention was here other than maybe i can make a film that's more boring than actually reading bram stoker's novel it's fucking boring i'm sorry but it fucking is the movie yeah no you're you're not wrong i tried to get i tried to get through it and it was bad oh do it yeah again i would have fallen asleep multiple times had it not been for me having to do the notes pure and simple like oh yeah yeah that was not an easy movie to uh watch without having to do notes yeah well i have one more clip that comes up immediately once we get out of this uh you know like 100 minute mark and we go through barreling through the the tail end of the movie then the rest of it is just stream of consciousness notes as it was happening on screen just so i could get the film done like i completely lose all interest in it right after this point like i'm like there's already been 100 minutes and there's been nothing i am i'm done like i just give up basically yeah (laughs) so let's do that for the audience too and barrel through what do you think yeah listen i've done that for movies that are only an hour and 20 minutes long so (laughs) yeah i'm ready just to fucking barrel through and just be done with it what do you think let's do it let's get it done all right the final 20 ish starts with the vampire fuckhead coming in to feed on his bride with the idiot knuckleheads nowhere in sight that leads to our final clip what is it stone was too confident well i'm not ida would you get the door please well, what's the matter? Where is he? Well, he left with you. What happened? I got to the car. My partner was dozing. I started to kid about it with Stone. We were talking. That's all I recall. When I got my bearings, my partner was shaking me awake. Can't figure it out. Stone's hypnotic power. What? The rosary. Come on. <laughs> come the second time if you're trying to scare me to death helsing you just did it hey what's going on what's with her neck you wouldn't believe it hey will you let me in on this let's go wait a minute you think it's safe to leave her like this she's safe Uh, let's go downstairs all right let's have it where's stone he was here and gone i'll get out of all of them mr crane that won't do you any good we'll see let me explain it better be good You just have to trust us. I've documented proof of everything I say. 
In the event of my death, you'll find it in my hotel. You want Stone? I'll get him for you. You know where he is? I know where to look. You'll have to wait with us. Wait? What for? You're obstructing justice. Where is he? Will you shut up and listen? Okay, go ahead. His wife will lead us to him. The closer to dawn, the better. If she knows, let's go now. No, she's in a hypnotic state. She'll wait until he calls her. What is this guy, Svengali? Let me explain a few facts. This started almost 100 years ago. I must be nuts. Vampires, bloodsuckers, some story. If this guy escapes, I'm booking you for aiding and abetting... Shh, shh, here she comes. She removed the beads. Be quiet, it doesn't matter. Don't let her out of sight. Or we may lose her forever. He didn't give himself my time. Thanks for that, anyway. Is it safe for her to drive a car? Yes, her instinct and his mind. Come on, we don't want to lose her. What's going on, Chief? Never mind, just don't lose that car. But remember, this is my party. Agreed? Well, you've been right so far. Let's go. With that, they pad out the already bloated runtime with a car pursuit in real time as they are getting all the way out into a very rural area, and they are worried they might run out of gas while following her. They somehow lose her yeah. even... I mean, maybe make sure your car is full of gas before you go on the high-speed pursuit. I don't know. Low speed, extremely low speed pursuit. Well, well, before you follow somebody, make sure you got a full take of gas, all right? They somehow lose her even though though they are closely following her and then they cut from this to her arriving and pulling into a driveway somewhere we don't know as she gets out of the car and walks past some old dude who is out walking his dog. We then see the cop car back in some place and turn around as they pat out the film looking for her again and then pull into the same driveway and ask the dude walking his dog about it. They do this shit comedy routine where they use the dog to track the girl that is just fucking stupid. Stupid. They then cut to the wife wandering in her nightgown as she seems to stop for a moment and then continues back on for no fucking reason other than to just drop her scarf on the bush and leave it behind. The men then split up looking for the vamp and the girl. They find her scarf and take off while the dude with the dog takes up a shitload of screen time to walk his dog and proclaim its skill. They cut to one pig being hurt by the vampire as he is somehow now at the bottom of an empty pool. No seriously they just cut to that for whatever reason and that that's what happens <laughs> and then another pig tries to shoot him in the bottom of that empty pool for some reason but it does nothing and he is strangled and or something like that i guess he's dead now i guess they're both dead as well whatever they cut from this to the main heroes dead. except for the main heroes i guess and they get a stake like stick and somehow it just grabs the guy just grabs it off the ground or whatever but it's already prepared then we see the wife still walking all mesmerized around in the hedges of the place. The men finally catch up with her and follow her to where the vamp is. Helsing confronts him after handing her a rosary and is shoved to the ground. The rosary sends the vamp running and then somehow the wife drops the rosary and walks back up to the vamp before Bill Kerwin's character shows up and they state it is almost dawn now somehow. I don't know how long they've been fucking follower but apparently a very long time. The wife stops and the vamp is subdued with a bible and they somehow get him to retreat into the coffin without explaining it because daybreak I guess or something and then they drive in the stake finally as he starts to die the vamp tries to pull out the stake the lady is now miraculously saved and taken away by Bill Kerwin they get to be together and in love I guess which is fucked they have some final dialogue about the difference of killing a vampire versus exterminating it and the pig sits down to have a smoke as soon as the dumbass with the dog shows up to rubberneck and the pig says it's the end of an old family feud they thank the town in my 
Miami, wherever the fuck this was shot, and then this thing finally fucking ends. Like, I sound a lot more salty about this than what I am, but it just, it was so yeah. fucking long. And there was like a good 40 minutes of stuff that definitely was just repetition. Like you said, the first 20 minutes was repeated in the second 20. And then the following hour was like basically the same thing where they just yeah. start trying to do a slower and slower build. And it just, it doesn't work. The film is like a mess. It's too slow of a build for too little of a payoff. Yeah. It's very much like the actual novel of Dracula. That's how the actual novel novel of Dracula is set up, but it's also framed in like first person perspective being told through letters written back and forth and diaries and things as well. Like it's yeah. like trying to read the Bible basically, only it's like, you know, Elizabethan gothic y, you know. Lord knows we don't want to do that. Yeah. And what this film does well, and I will I will state this, what this film does well is the same kind of concept that I would have loved in a hammer film. The idea is there and it's a solid idea. It's a descendant of Dracula who gets called to avenge the original Dracula's death. So Sort of tricked into it and um, enticed into it by the offering of this family air fortune and stuff like that. And of course, you know, the, the liquor thing, I kind of get what they were going for there, but I wish it would have been something a little bit different. Like, you know, he breaks one of the bottles and cuts himself and gets blood in there and then like it starts working on him or something like that. You know, I don't mind the drinking it. I actually thought that was kind of inventive. The, oh, the, the, he drank what he thought was brandy, but it's blood. And now he's infected, all that kind of blood. stuff. He's drinking. His I didn't mind blood. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't mind that. I thought that was really inventive. The, the, the thing they did like was that for forty minutes we told the same story that could have been told in less than twenty. Yeah, like the ideas were there, and there was some really cool stuff that they came up with. And for a nineteen sixties yeah. kind of cornball horror film, him drinking the blood is totally fine. I'm, I don't have an issue with that. That's something that Hammer would totally do. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of wanted something different for him to be tricked into it. Like what? if the lawyer offers him it like they have a lawyer come and offer him it with the package the lawyer seems kind of sus but the lawyer somehow coaxes him or tricks him into doing a shot of it or having a drink of it to celebrate as they're signing the papers and then he gifts him the rest of that bottle like and yeah. so it's like a follower of Dracula that's having this happen with the ancestor you know something along those lines would have kind of worked better I think than just having it probably yeah. but the mysterious package being shipped there is really cool but like having the guy show up then that night at the house and like being like oh you got it and like smoothing things over but still being very kind of creepy and seeming otherworldly or whatever that would have been kind of a neat thing to do and they could have had mm -hmm. him sticking around for a little while until it takes effect you know and you know you could you could have more story without having to repeat yourself so much as what happens in this film yeah uh, I totally yeah no, no you're exactly right I have really nothing to add on that that is too good <laughs> yeah I think we're ready to move on why don't we uh, move into we'll take a little break here we will play the next song for our pirate radio edit which is the song you got good taste by the cramps and this is a live version of that song by the way from the smell of female and when we come back we will do ourselves a quick story time and end this episode
so this is leaning very heavily into the sexual nature of vampires, I suppose, with some of the music I picked as well, with the taste of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose you have something for everyone, although I don't know what I will tell in this story time. really really proud of that right. yeah you should be that is really good shit man i just love it uh, uh pros all the way uh two thumbs up all right so anyway my story is this i just got done talking to uh my mom for mother's day and uh she was just at my niece's state championship soccer my niece goes to a uh private catholic school as, as we should go ahead and say that that's important now they were playing a public school they have played this public school four times for and have beaten them four straight times. So the public school fans, and apparently like soccer's the shit now. Everyone gets like into soccer because you're about to hear some shit that's just like, it's fucking high school soccer. I didn't know it was taken this seriously, but apparently my mom was like, it was Act Stadium and all the uh, public high school kids were really launching into some really nasty shit, like like commenting on people's body shape sizes. None of that is good. All of that's bad. Oh. However, for my, yeah, for to a high school girl playing soccer. So that's Grow. But they all had signs too. And my mom, I love my mom. And I had to be pretend to be, oh, that's terrible while I was talking to her. Said, but this is the side that made her the most mad. But it's the side. Someone had the side that says, we don't have to pay God to love because the other's a private Catholic. Oh, wow. That's pretty rude. Yeah. <laughs> it's rude. But fuck, is that not good though? <laughs> and so when I'm talking to my mom, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. In my head, I'm like, fucking public schools, you know, maybe they're not done for yet. That fucking witty as shit. I'm mad. I didn't think of something like <laughs> Like that. That's fucking good. <laughs> we don't have to pay God to love us. God damn. <laughs> yeah. That's some shit. Yeah. That's some. That's... Like, I know it's my family and I feel bad. So I, I got to be like, oh, no, it's terrible. But I mean, <laughs> fucking, it's witty. It's kind of funny. It's funny. All right. I don't know what you want from me. Maybe public schools aren't dead yet. Yeah. Maybe there's a little bit of hope. Is that what you're trying to say? It's a sign yeah. of hope. Yeah. I just say there might be some witty people out there who can help us get out of the situation. However, <laughs> if you're commenting, on high school girls' bodies uh, uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, even if you're another fellow high schooler, you're kind of fucking rude, dude. I mean, uh, for over a high school fucking volleyball, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Or a high school soccer game. Not volleyball, soccer. <laughs> but yeah, there's my story. I got told that today, and I'm driving while I'm talking to my mom, uh, and I almost swerved off the road. I, I was having to hold it in because I didn't want to laugh because then my mom <laughs> would think I'm the most terrible person in the world. And I don't want her to think that. So I'm holding, I'm like, tears are in my eyes because the more I think about it, the funnier it fucking gets. Yeah, no, it does get funnier. Like that's a, that's a slow burn one for sure. Like I'm, I'm really thinking about it now and I'm like, the level, the level of fucking wicked burn on that is really nasty, but yeah. I, I can, I can totally get it now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, holy shit, man. That is brutal, but funny. <laughs> so there you go. There's my story time for today. Yeah. I don't know what to even follow up with that because I don't really even have anything remotely close to that jesus <laughs>
Oh, man, I wish I could have been there. I know. You know what? I'm happy I was there. If I was there, I don't know if there's any way I could have held it in. My mom would be like, do you see that sign? I'd have been like, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, it's so fucking terrible. I got to go to the bathroom and shit for 30 minutes. I'll be right back. I'm not going to be dying laughing of staring. <laughs> I got one story, but it's um, it's definitely not something that I'm really all that proud of. Uh, let me just put it that way, uh, yeah. for sure. But right. um, I, I definitely have to kind of, I have to I have to follow this up because it's, it's the humor of it is funny in and of itself but uh what i did was necess- was pretty wrong uh so a friend of mine and i both got kicked out of a mall um for pulling a prank on people just to see how long it would take before someone would try to help uh in a bad situation uh and we took it yeah. too far and we got in trouble and got thrown out of a mall <laughs> oh god what'd you do okay so we came up with the idea because he's he's smaller than me and he's got super long hair and uh like i look like me i'm this big mean looking dude and I was like hey what if we pretend like we're brothers and I'm beating the shit out of you because you won't give me the money that our mom gave us and I want it and you won't you won't give it to me and like you act like really scared and and like beg for help and let's see how long it takes before somebody does anything <laughs> and it was like Holy if it gets shit, if dude. it gets if it gets too serious we'll just be like hey it's a prank it's no big deal like we're in our 20s and we think this is going to be the funniest fucking thing ever and it fuck it fucking is right yeah. i mean it really really fucking is and then like when people are like really really upset we do that and then all of a sudden it turns on us and like everyone's like you fucking asshole and they already hate me and it doesn't fucking You're matter like, oh, shit. right but then they start hating him yeah. and they get really pissed off and like <laughs> then finally like the people are screaming like and following us out and then basically security is there and just basically like separates and like, we're like you should leave and we're like yeah we're going <laughs> we're fine yeah, all right. but we're out of here we're sorry but at the time while we we're doing it and people are getting like really really upset it was fucking hilarious for a while like it really was like because we're like now i want to make it i want to make it like i'm not beating the shit out of him like wickedly beating the shit out of him i mean like i'm pinning him down and trying to take his money yeah you know what i mean like it's like brothers fighting no yeah I get, yeah. yeah like we're doing it comedically yeah, to see how like long pe- yeah, yeah like to see how long people will let it go you know what i mean and then like it, it yeah we took it too far. i gotcha we went too long and, <laughs> and, and then we went too yeah far. and and now that mall doesn't exist so it's okay that i wasn't allowed back in there <laughs> uh, yeah, see, who cares? If the mall doesn't exist anymore, then does it count? Yeah, I was a prick when I was a kid. I'll admit it. I was a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we know were all pricks. Everyone who was a kid was a prick. Yeah, well, that's, that's our, all it is. That's there, our fucking story that, time. There it is. That's people being pricks. That sign that's hilarious, yeah. but they're still being a prick. There we go. That's that's our story times. Listen, sometimes sometimes people can be pricks, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> I still think what we did was objectively. Yeah, I still think what we did was funny. Absolutely, but we were assholes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna play the ending legion show promo and then after that we're going to have the isley brothers with need a little taste of love and we will close out this fucking show if you enjoyed this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcasts duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shade Cast, 
Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. sorts of uh, innuendo right there. No shit. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, if you'd like to find the 405 previous instances of this show where we've played music with a whole lot of innuendo, because pretty much every episode has it, that's available. Legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Uh, one of the good places to get a hold of me and to do some discussion is in our Legion Discord chat, where we will talk about just about everything going on with Legion and or the pop culture phenomenon that is around us everywhere and you know yes. like guys you know that kind of thing those types of discussions all of the pop cultures we speak in them because we are hip and, and by, with it by we he means me because i'm the only one participating at legion discord chat yeah, it's it's mainly because i'm not hip or with it <laughs> you know what i'm with cool. isn't it yeah. <laughs> no definitely not and what is what, it scares you yeah what what i'm with isn't it and what is it it's strange and scary to me it'll happen to you someday <laughs> it already has speaking of things that i'm out of touch with let's go through the rundown of the memes because i'm giving you the dankest most worn out memes possible apparently according to some people who bitch about it in groups <laughs> so dank yeah. so dank first it gets posted to our cinema underscore psyops instagram feed then it is shared to the facebook page cinema psyops and then to the facebook group cinema psyops all of those things aptly named for this podcast you're listening to and then eventually it gets shared to my home page as court psyops there on facebook as well while you're out there waiting once again in silence for something to bounce <laughs> well, off of i never know where you're at <laughs> kick I the fuck knew, I know, like, out right, of this week it? and make it your bitch <laughs>
Okay. Yo, yo now. <laughs> I still hear you. I still hear you now. All right. Um, I'm going to get you set up to record on your side. Uh, it looks like that's the best way to avoid the internet noises that uh-huh. can sometimes happen. And... <laughs> internet noise. Yeah, the Skypey thing. Yeah. Oh, I got to do you individually. That's what it is. Hey, hey. All right, you're there. allowed to record. Here we go. Recording in progress. What? what? One, two, two, three. All righty. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, get this rolling. I'm going to do the Herschel Gordon Lewis intro and then jump right into the show. So here we go. Let's do it. It probably yeah, started well, from some kids some that... Today, so I just... Oh, okay. Well, make a note of it. Write it down so you don't forget <laughs> if you're not going to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it's a, a do with weed. It's a story my mom told me today when I called her for Mother's Day. And I had to pretend to be outraged as well. But inside my mind, I was like, fucking funny. But anyway, yeah, when it happens, we'll get there. Okay. Well, if you remember, then I'll just throw this to an outtake. Oh, I'll definitely remember. Just resetting, moving some clips around because we have like 17 of them because the entire film is a fucking clip, basically. Because eh. I'm burning out from doing all these shows, trying to make up time. Vacation would be nice. <laughs> no one's coming up. They're waiting once again in silence for something to bounce <laughs> off of. I never know where you're at. <laughs> Kick I the fuck like, out of this week it? and make it your bitch. <laughs> All right, you can go ahead and stop the recording. Uh, recording stopped.